The following Markers on the Map Halloween special contains full spoilers for Resident Evil Village. Hello. Yes, this is the Gamekeeper. Well, I'm not doing an appearance, and I don't take requests. Jack Baker? Loose in Gameland? Seems like Pop Red's really out to get me this Halloween. Thank you for the heads up. Sounds to me like I can do my show before he arrives. Goodbye. Alright. The theme should be in here somewhere. Uh, who could that be? Let's take a look. Oh, it's him. Hi, Green Badoof. You're looking positively radioactive today. What do you want? I was just wondering, well... <laughs> Trick or treat! Green Badoof, you know I do Tales from the Map on Halloween. I don't give out candy to wandering Badoofs. Well, maybe I can help you this year with Tales from the Map. Uh. Well, here, I'm going to toss you a scroll out the window. And that's for the Nintendo Direct rumor. Oh, uh. Why don't you go find. Blastwave, he'd just love to do it with you. You mean it? The Nintendo Direct rumor? A crucial part? Yes, yes, Blastwave is probably brooding in one of his favorite areas. Uh, so, off with you now, Green Badoof. Happy Halloween! Oh boy, the Nintendo Direct rumor, I can't wait. What's that on the ground over there? <laughs> oh, no way. This is gonna be awesome. Dracula Heath. Challenges, weekly challenges, community events, double XP weekends, and purchasable cosmetics. I know they're live services, but they really do make me feel dead inside. <laughs> ah, hello, kitties. It's your creepy companion for the hour, the gamekeeper. Just browsing through a few AAA titles, or as I like to call them. <laughs> Tonight's fearful follow-up is about a man who finds himself in a strange new world, facing off against an elite four villains in order to face a true champion. And I'm not talking about Pokemon. <laughs> yes, it's a new installment in the Resident Evil series called Village. And I've really been <laughs> liking it. It's my favorite kind of B-movie adventure, with enough character to spare. Though few of them are. <laughs> I call this newest nightmare the dead of winter. And it goes a little something like this. So I have found something that I like better than any other Reese's product that they've come out with this Halloween season. 
uh, I refuse to believe if it's not anything that's Reese's peanut butter cup related. I refuse to believe any of that. Uh, well, it is Reese's peanut butter cup related, but it's not a Reese's peanut butter cup. It is a Reese's uh, snack bar. Now, this is not to be confused with the Reese's Puffs treat that they have on like the cereal aisle, but this is a Reese's um, snack bar. It's kind of like a Rice Krispie treat, but there's like peanut pieces in it and like peanut butter cream and chocolate and Reese's flavor. And I had it and look, I just, I I could do without ever having candy bar again if I could have these all the time. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I could I'm do a buy, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy multiples the next time, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. See, one. I'm gonna take your word for it. And in this Halloween run, whatever Reese's peanut butter cups you got, I'm taking them. No question. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna give them to me. What once in a while, something, some alternative to a regular candy bar comes out, and I'm like, oh no, this is way too good, way too good to be true. And I was looking for them at another store today, and I could not find them. <laughs> oh man. And. I got a spare bag of white chocolate ghosts in the See, fridge. I was gonna say <laughs> that I forgot about it. It took me a good like two weeks to find another bag. They were out of stock, I guess, for a while. Yeah, they have the pumpkins, but what's up with them not having the ghosts anywhere? No, even some of the pumpkin ones, like they were in like they didn't have those either. But I guess they got a new shipment, and so that's all good. I got it. Yeah, I've been noticing at the stores a lot of things have been out of stock recently. That's fine. It'll it'll just it's not just, just taking a lot longer. Yeah. Well, you are listening to a very special Halloween episode of Markers on the Map for the year 2021. And this episode, we are going to be talking all about, and we are getting to spoiler territory here, Resident Evil Village. But before we get started, I am your host as always. My name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. Robert, how have you been this week? Uh, I've just been... Tired. Just been really tired and all that. How have you been? How you been feeling? I've been kind of tired. I've been playing some stuff though. Some stuff that we'll we'll talk about in the near future. Here. A little cyberpunk. <laughs> I think Village was the last thing I played, and then I'm gonna probably pick up that Death Stranding for ten bucks, like the mm-hmm. upgrade. I'll probably pick that up very soon. I'm gonna get back into my uh, copy of that, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, just run some missions, continue to build my world. It's a good game to always go back to, even after you've beaten it. I mean, if you honestly look at it, you you can compare this. Like, I just beat Mafia, the first one, and I just beat Village, and I'm going to go on Death Stranding. So it's pretty, like, usually it takes a while for me to get to another game, but it's getting, you know, three games in, like, less than, like, what? is like each game each month, I, I should say, I guess. That's pretty mm-hmm. good for me, at least. Oh, I did finish Destroy All Humans recently as well, but I was almost ah. done with that um, <laughs> the last time we recorded. <laughs> now we can get your input on that next time. Yeah. Um, and then of course there's stuff that's, that's out this week. So, um, but this episode is going to be all about Resident Evil Village. It's an episode we've been kind of teasing for a long time. Now the first time we've done a full spoiler episode, right? I think we, we need to apologize to the podcast people or who listen because we forgot, we haven't forgotten. We're going to do a Ghost of Tsushima spoiler episode. We have not forgotten about that. We've teased that like a long time ago, but... But yeah. uh, Village came out like four months ago. <laughs> yeah, like we'll we'll get to those eventually. It's just that news and all this stuff comes up. But then it's like Village. I just that game is like four months old. So usually 
it's a safe spot to kind of have yeah i was actually saying even if you haven't been spoiled some people are still interested but if you haven't spo- like uh haven't spoiled you know watch the episode but if you don't want to be spoiled even though it's like been four months so i should say it's like the kind of the safe because like it's been four months but you know still don't want to ruin it for people who still want to play it the warning there there's warnings in our intro i know and uh warnings right here for spoilers plot gameplay mechanics everything like we're gonna everything. have a big discussion on this game um so this episode's gonna be a little different from usual we'll have a nintendo direct rumor about halfway through um but uh pretty soon here we're gonna get started on resident evil village so i guess without further ado uh let's talk about the life and times of mr ethan winters oh those are the life and times <laughs> we start at ethan's house and he's with his wife it starts off with the story. Yeah, it start it starts off with yeah, the, book the story first. Book, like the it's village a story. Of Shadows. Yeah, the village of shadows starts off with that and it's a whole story that is being narrated by uh, Mia's voice from the seventh game. So in this canon because there's two endings in two or not in two, but in seven. So the canon ending is the one where Mia survives and then Ethan and Mia uh both survive and they uh leave America and Louisiana and they and we found out that they moved to Europe. Some somewhere they don't say it's anywhere specifically, just somewhere in Europe. And they have a child. They have a daughter named Rose. Uh, and Ethan is sort of part of of what what is Chris Stars? I think right. Is that his still is that still his division or is he is it something else? I can't remember because I haven't played seven. And it's I don't think been no because no yeah I've they haven't. <laughs> really discuss like i don't think they ever said what he was a part but it, because it's just like when he gets a call from him it's just literally all it says is work on his phone when you get a call from like chris yeah. so it's like it's just so basically he's part of chris's team so after that we you know we get ethan kind of at his house and he mm-hmm. you know mia tells him to to go you know lay uh, rose down for sleeping and you know we have this kind of eerie but like very survival horror first person type of like scenario where we're just walking around the house and you're like waiting for something to go bad and then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden well something does go bad when ethan returns to the kitchen and we have this whole scene where chris redfield and his team come in and they shoot down mia and they take rose and there we go it's like it's this whole thing where you just you literally well not literally you put your daughter to bed so everything seems fine Mia is very, I would say, very hostile when it when Ethan even brings up any type of little, like, idea or memory back about what happened down in Louisiana. She gets very hostile and just like doesn't want to talk yeah. about it. Probably uh, she wants to, memories. Yeah, she wants to act like it never happened, and she's just like, I don't need to be. Basically, it's kind of like I don't need to be reminded what happened. I know what happened, but then I don't know where. Uh, I don't know how you really see. It. I guess she just she gets she gets put down pretty like hardcore. Like she she sends no like Ethan gets down, but she doesn't, and so she gets put down down like hardcore. And then it's just everything goes black, and I don't know where you just you know you hear Ethan freaking out, and then you hear some very heavy footprints coming up, and the the table just flips over, and it turns out to be Chris Redfield, classic Resident Evil hero from the first game, and. You know the fifth and game. From five, yeah. Chris Redfield, Boulder Puncher. That's what I I kept saying that every time. I was like, Chris, you punched a boulder. You got this. After that, you know, we're we're playing as Ethan in first person, and oh, he's confused. You have this, yeah, he's confused. Like, where he's am very I? Very confused. Yeah, no, he's very confused. He's like, why is Chris doing this? And they're getting his daughter, and they're just doing like he doesn't know what's going on. But also, he's a very upset that you know his wife was just you know put down, and then. He's very confusing. Obviously, he wants, like, he, he's sad about it, but at the end of the day, he's still worried about his daughter. His daughter's safety comes first. Yeah. 
The man just wants some answers. Basically, yeah. He just wants answers. But Chris is being very weird and just like, you know, like, be quiet, Ethan, and just like, do, you know, we're doing this and this, you don't understand. And just like, and they basically take him away and they knock him out, basically. Yeah. I don't know if they, I think they hit him. I think they just like, you know, just like hit him and he, they you know, knock him out. And then he has like a flashback where it's him talking to me about like work and this and that, how they're living in Europe now. And then a uh, car accident happens. And is uh, Rose and Ethan were in the car. Ethan wakes up. Rose is gone. People who are in the vehicle are are either missing or they're there, but they're not responding. So obviously it's like you know what I mean. But he wakes up and it's just him. And he needs. And then he tries to go and find his daughter. It's just Ethan, Winters, and the cold snow. And yeah. you travel for a while, and eventually, through a few creepy houses and buildings, he finds himself in the village we get this little intro where this is kind of like leading up to where the demo kind of begins. So, but before that, there is a Resident Evil 4 kind of like reference in the gameplay of this, Mm -hmm. where you are barricading the buildings up. Yeah, it's, it's, Ethan, like, I will say this, we'll get this out of the way, because I don't want to forget this is a lot. The controls in this game, compared to 7, without a doubt, are far better than they are. Like, they, Mm -hmm. they... 100 percent made the controls way better ethan is, is like he's way smoother when he walks and turns around it's way easier like weapon and sh- you know aiming downside and like shooting everything is way better in this game compared to seven yeah, uh, I, I don't have seven to compare it to but it does feel very um two and three remake-esque in the yeah, way it controls even though it's first person very polished if they were to make a third one in first person they would basically have like, they would have it down they would know what to do and what to add uh, so yeah. that's what says once you're like walking, it kind of shows you how to play the game, like how to obviously like the crouching and the barricading, running, looking at certain things, you know, uh, examining items. Uh, you get you meet this fellow villager and he's, you know, freaking. First of all, you're like just going through random places. You see like animal carcasses on the floor, but then they go just dis- like they just dis- like you hear it move and then you look and it's disappearing like a whole horse is like disappears out of nowhere. And so now you're just like, I don't know what's going on, what's happening. I'm just in this random village that seems to be like it's so funny because the village seems like it's like 1800s or like even like 16th century like village. You know, what I mean? like it seems like they yeah. but then they have like cars and just like actual like electronics. It's like these people aren't secluded from the like the real world. Like they know what yeah. like, technology exists. So it's really it's a weird village. It's like it feels old, but these people know what technology is. So you meet a fellow villager and he's freaking out. He he. You open the curtain, he just just ends up sh- shooting you, but he misses. So, I don't know if that's a good thing, or it just shows that he's a bad shot, but he shoots Ethan on accident, but then Ethan's, like, telling him, he's like, no, like, oh, I'm human, I mean, like, I know I'm, I'm alive, like, I'm human. And then the guy's, like, not really answering, he was just telling him, like, you know, like, what are you, this and that, like, do you have a weapon? And he's, like, Ethan's confused, but then he gives Ethan a weapon, and that's basically what happens. Uh, spoilers. The old dude doesn't survive for that long. Uh, something, no. <laughs> you don't see it, something ends up grabbing him. Like, he just straight up grabs him and he disappears. And now you're by yourself and you're wondering where you're at. And I think you cave into a floor. Like, you fall into a floor. And then you see a pile of bodies below like below the uh, house and the floorboards. And then this... I, what, what are the first... Are they werewolves or are they zombies? They're lichens. They're lichens. So a lichen mm-hmm. comes up and just bites Ethan's left hand, bites his ring finger and his pinky finger on his left mm-hmm. hand. So now he's missing two fingers for the entire game. Uh, he bites him off, and then you then you have to fight like your first enemy, and then you kind of run away, and then that's when you get to the barricaded like house with the radio, yeah. and then the radio 
kind of gives your next clue because the radio will tell you. Uh, I forget what the lady's called. But basically, come to. Uh, I'm trying to remember. The lady at the beginning. Yeah, go to, I forget her name, but they want they they're like there's like a safe haven of some survivors from the Lycan. I, I know I know people are gonna be like, well, you didn't you say I did play this game, but trust me, I'm terrible with names. You can tell me your name, and I will still forget. Like, what's your name again? I'm terrible with names, but and, and I'm just, drawing on playing it back when it came out too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're you because I'm terrible with names, but you because you haven't played in a while. Basically, she says like, come to her house. You know, like if you're still out there. So the new objective is just to survive because the next thing you know. A wave of enemies, just like the fourth game when you enter the village, is just a wave round. You have to survive. Yeah, there's no, like, beating this part. It's just, like, yeah. don't lose this part. So you've got little areas where you can go up and down buildings. You can get lost, actually, because the, the way that the village is set up is kind of maze-like, and some doors mm-hmm. are blocked off, and, you know, Ethan can't, like, just jump over the fences, obviously. Um, so there's little pathways you can go to. There's little, you know, explosions you can set off, I believe, like a... Something like mm-hmm. that, and then you there's can, like you uh, barrels. The there's flowers. Yeah. It t- basically tell you like, oh, you can use like obviously like barrels of explosives to damage enemies. You can use like piles of flour to explode, and they make like a dust so you can escape. And what's really interesting, and I really like for this uh, this game, it gave you a secondary weapon pretty quick because you get the shock that yeah. the, like the sh- pump shotgun pretty easy, right? Like you just find it and it's just on a table, and you like I'm surprised I didn't have to do anything extra to make it like function or it's like a trap or something. You just like you just get it. Yeah, so, I mean, this is the hardest part of the game for most, um, this most intro part. part. I, I know, it's especially on, like, Village of Shadows difficulty, it's a really difficult part to kind of get mm. through. But, like, since we're talking about the whole game, past and present here, you you can really handle this part easily with uh, uh, unlimited ammo or even on a New Game Plus playthrough because Ur, uh-huh. the Lycan King that shows up uh, as the big enemy in the beginning, oh, can be man, taken that, out. Oh man, that scared me. <laughs> that I remember when I first when I first saw that, I'm just like, oh whatever. You just like, but then next thing you hear, I hear just heavy footsteps and everything. I'm yeah. like, what's going on? And I go out and I see him. As I'm letting you know, Resident Evil Village is 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 a gothic game, but it's not a scary game at all. Yeah. Like, I've, Seven for me was beyond scarier, and that's not even by a lot. But like, it, like seven was pretty, cre- and honestly, scary. It was creepy for me. But this was like the reason why I say eight wasn't scary is not that it was. It didn't have like you know gothic themes or anything like that. Like that stuff is scary or initially has like a, a an edge to it. But what it is is that in seven you had very limited ammo, and you and you genuinely felt that I can't, I don't have enough bullets to fight all these enemies back. So I felt like. Like, I couldn't protect myself. Like, oh, I'm useless. But in 8, you get a lot of ammo. So even when there was supposed yeah. to be a scary part, I wasn't scared. I was like, I got a lot of ammo. I can this take this This game almost on. feels like it's encouraging you to defeat enemies because they yes. drop money and ammo Ammo, yeah, herbs. They drop, they drop a lot of things. And, like, yeah. you can build up a pretty decent amount of change on them. Now, I will say that, like, the beginning here illustrates something that I think is kind of a corny part of these first-person survival horror games, where mm. the enemies have to go right up to the character's face, and it's supposed to yeah. be like, oh, it's so scary. Uh, to, so, bro, to every like time it. that happens. Like, but come on, every every horror game does that. <laughs> Era, I saw every time, uh, we'll get to the civic part, but we'll get, but uh, you end up doing the survival round, so you survive, that's what you have to do. And then, the the like, just like in 4, the bell goes off, and all the, all the monsters are like, they look at the bell, and they all go chasing towards it, you know? they're just like you know so then ethan's just like what's going on yeah they here can comes be commanded this, uh here comes this old witch lady i guess she doesn't uh he's just like saying things like mother miranda and rose and Ethan's just like what's going on like i'm confused and then the second she says rose that's when he's like 
oh, so you obviously know who my daughter is. So it's like, where yeah. is she? And then she's giving out these vague answers and this stuff, and then and then he, and then something about the castle. So he thinks, oh, she must be in the castle then. So the game makes you think that the whole game is going to take place in a giant castle. Yeah, the trailers are very well, misleading yeah. in that way. <laughs> it does not take place in the entire castle. It seemed like it was going to be like, oh, this is like the fourth game that they wanted to. Like, this is going to take place in an entire castle. It's not. It barely takes place. In, it's only for like one short part. Yeah. Um, so you go around, and this is where the demo starts. So if you've played or seen the demo, you kind of know what's going to happen. You find the door to the open the castle gate, so then you got to find the missing pieces. You go through the village, uh, like kind of like i don't want to say garden it's more of less like a wheat field yeah and like a wheat you meet, field yeah you see these two other villagers and they're bickering you know it's a daughter and, and her father and you know he's injured and she's like the house is right here like we just got to open the gate so ethan's like oh, i got it he goes hops over opens it and then he's knocking on the door like you know like hey like you know your villagers need help but then some guy comes out with a weapon shooting you know, a pointing at ethan he's just like tell him like oh no you got to get out on the step but then i forget i said i forget like i don't remember the lady's name but she's like no they can like obviously they're our friends like they're our fellow villagers they let him in but then she's like you know who are you and he's like i'm ethan and this everyone seems to kind of know him they kind of there's this kind of like weird rumor i guess people hear about ethan like i don't know what it is i don't know who told him maybe it was like because i will say it's probably mother miranda she probably brought up something like rose we you know winter and then like obviously her dad's ethan winters and stuff like that he's so-and-so or whatever but you actually you, you play the demo they're in like the living room the the dad who was injured becomes an enemy he becomes a one of the infected so he ends up killing everyone in the room and then you're it's just you and the daughter and then you, this is the part where it's very resident evil 7 where he has a truck <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that was the only thing so, i could think of yeah where you're doing the and i know we talked about this back when we yeah. talked about the demo uh, but man it's just like oh i gotta turn this on and <laughs> you turn know this on, run through the forward, wall yeah. run through so it's very and the house is on fire so then you gotta get out and then like they're trying to help each other but then she gets so conflicted to leave because then her father who tries to come to her like tricking her and then says like he's like telling her like oh it's like I'm, but you know, you played any Resident Evil game or any type of horror game when an when an enemy who's turned, and they say that they're normal, then think of like Evil Dead. They're yeah, never that's what normal. I was thinking they're, of. Oh, like, yeah. we've seen they're, this before in Evil Dead. We've seen this a hundred times. Was it what are they called from uh, Evil Dead? The Deadites. The Deadites. Yeah, they're never when they say that they're not. You can't be this crazy monster thing and then just be like I'm normal unless it's like a werewolf or you know it's like no you can't. Like, I want to say not trust it, but you just got to be mindful that this thing was trying to, you know, kill me earlier. So I got to, you know, but she ends up not wanting to go. So she stays and, you know, she falls in the pit of fire. And then Ethan, Ethan in this game has the weirdest, uh, how would I say, one-liners. He, oh, like but something so good. <laughs> something, tra- like when the girl falls and he's like, why is there one close to me dying? Like, he just says, like, something so, like, he just says, like, one-liners after every... And I remember I said a one-liner, and I don't remember, because I was playing this with a friend, and we'll get to that part, but I said a one-liner, and he was just like, I'm surprised that wasn't in the game. I was like, that could have fit in the game perfectly well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I think I know. I, I think I remember what I said, but we'll get to it. And so, yeah. obviously, you get the final piece to the door, and then Ethan's like, you know, I gotta go in the castle. Open the door get to it and this is where you meet uh this is where you not you meet this is where you meet heisenberg not yes the breaking bad walter white brian cranston character i'm talking about a character just named heisenberg so this is where i this is where the game really starts to get interesting 
And yeah. this was hinted at in a few of the later trailers for the game. But this is where it really starts to get interesting. Because you are being dragged along through a tunnel. And we've seen that since the first trailer. But Ethan mm-hmm. finds himself face-to-face uh, against the game's villains. Um, led by Mother Miranda, who we don't really see very clearly from here. But there are four quote-unquote kings or queens that rule over different parts of, you know, outside yeah, of the village. There. Yeah, Mother Miranda's like, it's her children, and they're the rulers of their own turf. Like, yeah, is, yeah they, they got their own turf, and they... You They've know, got they their own of... separate kingdoms, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's like, they, they, they got the such. castle. So then yeah. we meet Heisenberg, Lady Dumitrescu, uh, that's my favorite. Um, I forget the fish guy. I forget Moreau. his name. Moreau. Yeah, there we go. And then the, and the and I then said the fish and the doll lady. Yeah, yeah, Donna. Donna, there we go. So then we get four in total. There's four, well, five including Mother Rana, but in, in total for yeah. her children, there's only four. So kind of teases that there's going to be at least four to five boss battles. Because there are some yeah. kind of side boss battles, but usually you're going to count at least five of these. You're going to count encounter each of these one at a time. So what I like is that the villains have a lot of character and personality in this. Mm -hmm. They all have their own specific tone or quirk to them that I really enjoy. And they're all really kind of on display here in this first cutscene. But we don't skip any time. We don't waste any time getting to the action because after a little bit of fighting between uh, Heisenberg and Dimitrescu, Miranda tells Heisenberg that he he can do whatever he he wants. Yeah, it's his catch. He can do whatever he wants. So we are put through this gauntlet of, like, traps that Heisenberg has set that are supposed to be impossible for Ethan to escape, but we know this is a Resident Evil game, and there's mm-hmm. always going to be that one little spot we can move to to avoid things. So we go through uh, Heisenberg's traps for a while. I, I will say, because it's like, if you play this game, you're like, how did he have time to set this up? This man has, like, tentacle, like telekinesis, like, meta- like metal powers, like yeah. kind of like Magneto. It's like, such he a can cool move. power for the yeah. series. <laughs> Think of, like, Magneto. He can he can move metal. Like, he can move any type of metal. So, that is, like, he has, like, it's crazy that each of them have a special ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Heisenberg's ability is to move, I don't know if it's just any matter or it has to be metal, but I just think, think of Magneto. Yeah, just think of Magneto, any type of metal, he can move it. So then you're you're in the whole tunnel. You're running for your life, and then uh, you're chained up. So like Ethan's, it's so funny because I remember there's a part where Ethan like they're arguing, and then Ethan just like, "Don't I get a say in this?" Like if yeah. he like actually does have a say in what his, what's his faith is, or just like they ignore him, and then and he's running, and then um, when not the wall, the ceiling trap with the spikes coming down, but the the. I don't know how, how the blades. How he like, has the blades. He pushes the blades. Yeah, up against the blades the are pushing forward against it. So there's like obviously shackles. a big enough hole in the back where it fits a human sized body, and then he cuts off his chains like that. Yeah. Um, he escapes, and then he gets to the castle. So now we're we're walking, and because he believes that his daughter, because he thinks it's probably like everything is like, oh, if she for sure is in the castle. Might as well not do everything else and just get to the castle first. Like, yeah. everything's in the castle first. Like, that's where the final resting place is. Then you meet the three sisters. I, like I said, I forget their names, but you basically meet three witch sisters. Uh, yeah. They have, like, these bug are powers. mini-bosses mm. that you kind of encounter throughout Castle Dimitrescu which is mm. the big first area of the game that most of the trailers in Resident Evil focus on, and mm. as well as the, the castle demo that was like, this was like the big thing for the game, and it comes the this first early on. The first two demos were in, yeah, the first two demos were in this castle. So yeah. they capture you, and then they send them to their mom, which is Lady Dimitrescu, and then obviously she's very pleased that Ethan 
not necessarily survive, but now she has like the privilege to do whatever she wants because they're vampires, so obviously they, they're just going to eat him. I don't know why they kind of like tease a little too long, but they just like leave him. So that's kind of weird that you're gonna let something you're supposedly gonna like eat later just kind of like leave it in a room where they can kind of escape. Like this man had his foot chopped off in seven and just glued it back on. So like I would be a little mindful who this guy is. Like maybe they should pay more attention. But yeah, so and so Ethan gets chained up, but he ends up escaping. He just you know rips them off his hands and he ends up mm-hmm. you know trying to just escape. And then, obviously, the only way to escape to the door is that these statues rise up from the floor. And so now he has to find the head pieces for the statues. Oh, but before... The Duke. We, we gotta miss, talk um, about yeah, the Duke. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> missed the major part. Before you even enter the castle, you meet a character called the Duke. Uh, it's a very uh, big fellow that... To say, he's a very big fellow that's a merchant. He's basically the merchant from 4, but this version of him. And they tied him into the story. They made him a character in, in in Ethan's story rather than just a guy that shows up. No, yeah, he has a full story. He's like, yeah, like I, you know, like everyone knows who he, he basically. He knows every, he's sort of like the know-it-all person. He knows everything. He's part of like he's sort of the neutral middle ground. He does work. He's sort of like uh, Marcus from Borderlands. He does business with anybody. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a personal attachment towards anybody. But sort of like Marcus, eventually he does kind of have like a personal like relationship with Ethan. Yeah, he has a yeah. He really likes Ethan more than anybody. Just like how Marcus likes the the heroes in Borderlands. Sort of like he'll work with the bandits, but he most likely will favor the heroes over the bandits. Yeah. So then the Duke tells you like, yeah, like bro, I got shops everywhere. Like, don't worry, I'll always be near. Then he basically tells him he gives him like the info, like yeah, this is the castle, and this and so and so. These are the dog. Like you know, you kind of he kind of gives you like like information about certain things and then you can buy upgrades you can buy weapon uh blueprints i guess to make ammo because yeah. that's because i bought the shotgun little crafting upgrades and yeah stuff. crafting upgrades uh weapon upgrades healing upgrades uh like to purchase and then you can sell him items like you collect uh valuables throughout the game and you can sell them for a profit yeah you'll get like jewels that come out of the bosses that you can sell for you know major profits enough to buy weapons a lot of the times but yeah Mm -hmm. the duke has a cozy little spot right there in the castle so right next to where the statues are um where the Mm -hmm. masks need to be placed you you can have a little safe spot just in case you get lost but the way that resident evil village pushes you through this castle you are going through a few of the same rooms from time to time but it is pushing you through in a very natural way i think it is pushing you through in a way that makes sense it's it's pushing you it's like it is open world where in the sense of you can go anywhere, but it does kind of will tell you and kind of show you and kind of pinpoint where you need to go. Like, oh, you need to find yeah. the wine bottle. Where would I find the wine bottle? You would find it in the cellar. Oh, I found this ring and I, you know, I looked at it and this eyeball came out. Oh, maybe if I put it on the door, it'll open it. And then that's where you meet the first boss, the one of the daughters. You mm-hmm. fight her. And then that's where you, like I said, we're going to get, because there's a lot. To, but then when you fight her, you find out that their weakness is the cold. They don't like the outside. They they always stay inside. Yeah. So what happens is that the window breaks. She, she ends up freezing. And then that's when you have time to damage her. And she ends up, uh, like every Resident Evil villain in Ethan's storyline, they end up like looking like the mold. Like They end up like looking all like like dusty. and like look. They look like dust basically. And then they all crumble and they just like fall apart. And I'm surprised this wasn't in the game. But I remember when I <laughs> defeated the first boss, I said that was a chilling. De- I was like, that was a chilling defeat. Uh-huh. Or like, I said, that's the cold death. Or so I said something like that. I was like, that's where you call a cold death. 
I was like, I'm surprised I wasn't in the game. Sounds like something the gamekeeper would say. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what a cold death. But yeah, and then you end up finding the first headpiece, and then Lady Dimitrescu, uh, Lady Dimitrescu is very upset. Obviously, you just killed one of her. So I don't know if they're really her daughters, but one of her daughters. Uh, and then you go, you go around looking for the other pieces. We we get this like interesting cutscene later on where Dimitrescu is just in her room, kind of just chatting with Miranda on the phone and getting yeah. really upset and stuff. This is like, like that. I think the <laughs> second piece. Like this is once you get like the second piece. Yeah. But yeah, because we're, trust me, there's a lot of puzzles, but the puzzles are pretty easy. Like these yeah, they're aren't not like, that bad. And they're actually yeah, kind they're of not fun. Difficult. I think the hardest one for me was the um the bells because there is one that's outside oh, of the, the room, even though they're all outside. supposed to be inside uh-huh. of the room. Um, but that's like, but I I just want to remark on how like excellently the puzzles are set up because usually mm. when there's an answer to a puzzle in this, um, especially in this castle section, you've already passed by the answer by the time you find the piece to to, mm. to like place on whatever you're trying to set it on, like the wine thing. You've passed mm. by that area. That that area has been pointed out. Yeah, it, so it, it gave really you a clue lost. where you need to get. You need, need where you need to go. So uh, the phone call is Mother Miranda talking. How or it's it's Lady. Uh, Dimitres talking to Mother Miranda how it's you know Heisenberg let him go and this and that's her responsibility and how her I think she Mother Miranda I think it's it teases in the game that she has some type of like psychic connection to each of her children because she can she already knows certain things that I feel like she had to tell her or obviously she's connected to her in her mind so she can pretty much see what's going on in the castle through Lady Dimitres in her brain so she you know is telling her that the ceremony with rose so then it's confirmed to ethan that rose is somewhere in the castle so he ends up going in the room and then he sees a baby you know like bed but she's not in there and then lady dimitres comes in and she's very upset obviously like you you're in my house breaking my stuff you know put your filthy man hands on my daughters which basically like you end up like killing i think you've killed two at this point this is where she throws him down, right? Into mm. the cellar. And he says, She throws him Do all the way worst. down. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, favorite. Do your worst. That's my favorite line in the whole game. Do your worst. That's the and way then he you're says in the, it. You're in the cellar, and then she comes out of nowhere. Like, she's there, like, Oh, now this is where she come, becomes like the Mr. X or the yeah. tyrant from She's like, not as menacing as Mr. X you. was, though. Like, no. Mr. X was something that you were just like, I got to get away. But, like, Lady Dimitres, there's plenty of room to, like, maneuver or even when trick you're the first, AI. Per, yeah, when you're first person, you can kind of maneuver way easier. You can kind of go around. Because there's a very, I think, when honestly, you're first person, there's a smaller hitbox. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of t- uh, it wasn't as like terrifying tighter. as Mr. X, where I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, I gotta get out of here, I gotta run." But also, the game I was already established that I was never afraid because I felt like, "Oh, I can yeah. take on these the enemies." The tone I got enough has ammo. said itself. Yeah. These are comic book supervillains, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that because I think it's all the better for it. Yeah. So, uh, so you're about to open this gate, and this, like I said, out of nowhere, you this where it shows uh, Dimitrescu uh, shows her ability. She has obviously long claws, like like razor claws, mm-hmm. and she cuts off his hand. So now Ethan's just holding on to his his left hand is holding to his right arm because now he's missing an, a hand, and you're trying but to hey, run around hey. like. This is video game man Ethan Winters. He can just nah. glue it back together, clothes yeah. and all. <laughs> so, so when you make kind of like a full circle to come back and then reopen the gate, he just grabs his hand and just reattaches it with the like the jack, the pieces of the jacket that was part of it too. And it not just not only does the skin and it reattaches, but also the jacket itself reattaches to his like clothes. <laughs> that's that's some next level like like. Now, I don't think I Wolverine can even have his clothes regenerate with his body. Didn't even need duct tape like Ash. 
No. So then you find the final headpiece, you defeat the third uh, daughter, and then you put all four pieces. Because, like, because you know how Resident Evil games are, if you've played them, there's puzzles. Uh, maybe we probably don't want to spoil the puzzles' answers, because one, we probably don't remember them, but two, it's just kind of yeah. like, oh, it's kind of like the fun parts of the game where if there's you're. There's some interesting you just puzzles in this, like yeah. turning statues and, yeah, you know, shooting the bells the, and putting the masks yeah, yeah. on, and yeah. Oh, is where you go. So you have to go to the roof at first. So this is where you find the sniper rifle. After you do the bell part, you find you, this is where you find the sniper rifle. Well, I will say, is probably one of the best weapons because it does pretty high damage, and it's honestly yes. not. It's I will say that the the aimbot assist in this is way better than it has been in any first person Resident Evil game, which is only like two. Uh, one was a rail shooter for the PS One, and then there were seven. It's also just playing good against the Dimitrescu boss fight. I guess 4 VR is now the new first-person Resident Evil yeah, game. Yeah, that just dropped. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the the aim assist is really good in this. I really enjoyed it. You don't even have to aim down sign the sniper in order to get hits on enemies, and I yeah. really enjoyed that. Cause I never had it's problems a really good with weapon. the shooting in this one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. Then you find all four pieces, defeat, defeat the final daughter, and then you put them, the, the statues go in the ground like they fall in. Yeah, if you go to the Duke, obviously, you know, you're buying your upgrades, you're buying this stuff like that. You're buying, you can actually buy a set of weapons off of him at the end of the game, but they're not really worth it. I think you should just stick with your second set and just, like, upgrade those all the way. Those are fine. But, so now you find all four pieces. So you're going to, like, the kind of, it's it's a, yeah, it's a church. So you're going to, like, the church section of the castle. And then you just see this, like, dirty, I'm pretty sure you see the flask, right? Or is that, is that after the fight? I'm pretty sure that's where you find it, right? No, you find the dagger. So you just find a dagger, and it looks like uh, what's the? It looks like the dagger from the Prince of Persia movie. That's like all like ah. metal, and like it looks like like a uh, you would see in like a a spirit Halloween as like gothic vampire dagger. You know, just kind of it's all like that kind of weird handle and stuff like that. So Lady Damage was very upset because then she's there and she's very upset, and she ends up uh, stabbing you. But then you grab the dagger and then you hit her in the in her side, and then she like freaks out because turns out i don't know what this dagger is made out of but this dagger brings out her inner eight thousand foot tall like inner monster like that dragon thing yeah it's a dragon with her you know what it could you know what it reminds me of you remember um merrick from Yu-Gi-Oh and how he fuses with raw at the like at the end of his that's what it reminds Uh me of it's like you get Lady Dimitrescu in her weird, like, monster, like, crystal form, and then she's on this weird, like, dragon thing that's, like... Yeah. It looks like the fish monster from 3, from the remake. If you were not expecting Dimitrescu to have some sort of grotesque Resident Evil transformation by the end of this castle part, then what were you thinking? Mm-hmm. You knew this was yeah. coming. <laughs> so we do get a really cool boss fight out of this. You know, like, as far as Resident Evil boss fights go, this is very action-packed, where she's kind of chasing you around the, the, the you know, destroying the top of the castle. Towers, yeah, destroying yeah, things, chasing you up the stairs and all that stuff. It's not too difficult, but we are getting this, like, monstrous Dimitrescu fighting after uh-huh. everyone's favorite vampire lady has turned into a, um, you know, a, a dragon bat thing. And after, you know, a couple minutes, it's not too bad. It, the fight's over, and the castle's pretty much done at this point. Yeah, you pretty much are done, and then, you know, you defeat her... And she's just like, you'll, like, you'll always be cursed. And that's where Ethan also, here he comes, like, you're the cursed one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he does his good old one line. He's like, no, you're the cursed one. Yeah. So This man steps way too far sometimes. I'm like, oh, you might want to watch out uh, what you say. Oh, man. But 
uh, this is where we find a very dirty yellow flask. It's just some weird, just container, just some this weird thing. It's like just this yellow thing. It's just I don't know what. It, frankly, you don't know what it is. So you're just like, what is this? So then, oh, Ethan I know seems what it very is. Very upset. Yeah, <laughs> Ethan's very upset that his daughter is yet to be found. So then you get to this whole section where you're looking at like the talk to the crazy witch lady. You find one of the bird keys because you gotta collect. So each boss has a key. And once you defeat them, you attach them to make, like, one ultimate key to get to the final boss. Well, you know, that's just like a... when you def- Basically, when you defeat every boss, you get a, a part of a key that will open to another yeah. section of the this game. This game so you is get like Metroid. Key. It's set up exactly like Metroid, except for the fact that some areas become blocked off later on. Like, some mm. things will happen or a building will Ca- collapse. You can never go back to the castle, yeah. yeah. The village is always open. The village, when, the village was the only thing that expands. Every every boss area is is you know closed, but the village itself will always expand because it will include a new part that you know unlock because you unlocked a key or unlocked an area or opened a certain gate from the other side and stuff like that. So, Ethan is very upset. So he, then he goes and sees the Duke again. He tells the Duke like, "You told me my daughter was there." And he's like, "All I found was this weird yellow jar thing." And then the Duke, in his all-knowing ways, is like, why, Wither, that is your daughter. And then you're like, and then he freaking, and then he, like, scratches off the dirt and realizes it literally says Rosemary's head. Like, I don't know how to explain this, but in the game canon, they take off her, they, they get baby Rose it's and they put her. It's a segmented person. Yeah. In it's, they've, yeah, they quite, I don't know if they quite literally take off her body parts, but let's just say that she's in, her, parts of her are in different locations and not all together. So then Ethan's freaking out thinking like, oh, like, my daughter is just like, what do they do? But then the Duke ensures he's like, your daughter, her essence is still alive. Like, you can bring her back. Like, even though he's like, what do you mean bring her? But it's like, it's like, trust me, dude. Like, you, we can, like, we, you know, we can fix this. Like, she can come back. No problem. So, it kind of teases very early on that this is not an ordinary child. This child has some abilities that we've yes. yet to know. But I kind of called it from Sense 7. But we'll get to that later. Yeah. Not necessarily what, It's like, their big reveal. It yeah. But it's kind of like, ah, oh, well, just think about that hand part. Right, guys? Yeah. In <laughs> 7, his hand gets chopped off. And then, in, and then his foot gets chopped off. And it's like, you can kind of figure out what's going on. But... Uh, the Duke does ensure, like, just go to the house with the red brick chimney and then, you know, you'll find some answers there. You know, we, we go through the village a bit more and we, we know that this is a video game. So, obviously, there are four slots to put, you know, the flasks in so you can unlock new parts of the village and everything. I forget what happens at the red chimney house. Parts, you meet new enemies, you meet the armor-plated yeah. uh, monsters. Like, you know how, like, they're not, like, some of them are armor-plated. They got, like, yeah. uh, razors on them and they're, like, headpieces. And the, they they introduce was, new enemies as you progress through the village, and that just makes it a little more tougher every time you go in. And some of the puzzles there, are like, mm-hmm. oh, you need to go around this way to unlock this gate, so you have that shortcut. Kind of like Resident Evil 2's RPD building, where you just unlock shortcuts. Yes, and then uh, in the brick house, what's so funny is in the brick house, you get to just find certain parts... One of the parts, this, this, this game is not scary, because there's a certain part that's supposedly one of those, like, oh, got you moments where you get a piece of you get a photo and then in the back it says look through the window because you're supposed to get a code is where you get the the colt is where you get the uh 1911 but a a jump scare is supposed to be but that's that's when it happened i was just like ah like you know because like i said this game is like i feel very safe like 
yeah, it's like when I saw it coming into, it's like I have enough ammo to to fight off these enemies. None, none of them are gonna frighten me. I, so then I did like looking out the window and getting the code, though. I thought that was cool. <laughs> it was. It was nice. But um, you basically like just find like upgrades and all this stuff, and you just find clues. So then the next clue is that you find out what the key is, and then the Duke is just like, yeah, you're gonna have to like basically. Do- I think it's you find a map, and the map shows you where each boss is at. He'll yeah. he'll tell him like, he you know what, as a freebie, you. I'll give you where the location of the bosses are at on the map. So then. Yeah. He gives a location, so the first boss... Well, the second boss would be now the the doll. So, Donna Beneviento, you have a little walk through, a you know, an enclosed forest on the way to the to the house Beneviento, and you're seeing little hallucinations of Mia as, as mm. Ethan, you know, walks to it. And there's little areas and little hidden spots where enemies will later pop out of. But the, the trip to house Beneviento is mostly, like, quiet for the most part. And you get there... And you go into the house, and I think that this is one of the more unique... Everybody likes this part. I really like this part. I Do I like it on replay? Maybe not as much, but I think that the first time you experience this part is pretty cool because Resident Evil Village at this point takes away your weapons and lets you go through a whole scenario that's just combat-free, which I think is really cool. It was sort of, like, scary, but not really, because it was still was, like... It, it, it kind of had a There's a PT. scary part, but I think it... Yeah. Like, if you've seen but it But it's yeah. expected. Yeah, it's expected. It's not a Shepard PT, but it is, like, way expected. But it is one thing that now, okay, now I feel a little afraid, because, like, now I can't fight back. I don't have any weapons to fight back. So, this is like saying, when you establish a game, not necessarily that there's jump scares and there's all this stuff, but when you give that feeling to your character of the person that they cannot fight this certain thing that they're useless and they have to run away or else obviously like the ultimate demise will happen to them and you do it in a very great like theme wise such as music you know the feel of it the location of it stuff like that that's what makes a good horror game at least for me is when you mentally mess with the player's head and you make them feel like they're you know they're actually playing and they're in trouble that's one of the best part but that says this part kind of gets to where you're trying to figure out this it's kind of like a you're just being kind of being like I guess a detective, you're just trying to figure out what to do opening. It's a very puzzle-heavy, Yeah, it's a mannequin that has different parts you can open up and, you know, different keys that go unlock different things in the house. And there's, like, a music box and there's a film reel. And it all has to do with Ethan and Rose because Beneviento has this kind of hallucinogen thing going around Mm -hmm. in the house. Um, But what people really (laughs) like about this part is there's a part where (laughs) you start hearing, you know, baby crying. And mm-hmm. you're in this little underground part, and there's like a you know a um, crib down there that's rocking and everything. You come up and you start hearing this baby crying, and you really can't find your way out of this place. Everything's locked up, and all of a sudden you go down a dark hallway, and you just hear something, and all of a sudden you see this weird-looking baby blob thing just ready to chase yeah. Ethan down through the halls, and. <laughs> You got to go run and hide. You got to like hide under the bed. You got to like trick this thing because it moves fast. Yes. You're you're getting to a point where you find a way to turn the power back on and finally get out of here. And and through this entire segment, it is just one constant chase. Even when you finally get into the elevator, the thing gets right up in your face. Yeah. It, it's supposed to mess with his head because obviously he, he is supposed to probably represent his daughter. Yeah. It's like, like, is this Rose? This, yeah. Yeah, sort of like this. It's, it's one of those bosses that... But then the actual boss fight, all it is is just a game of hide-and-seek. You see the doll, you capture it, and you do a quick like uh, examine, and then Ethan does a melee attack on it. So it's not a very difficult boss fight. It's, as long as you 
figure out the puzzles pretty easy. If you're good with puzzles, this is a very easy part of the game. You'll get this through this part in less than like 10 minutes. It's yeah. very easy. It's definitely cool on first playthrough, but on, on mm. repeat playthroughs when you're trying to just get through it, I do wish it, I could make it go even faster than it is, but it's not mm-hmm. too bad. And as for Donna herself, hallucinogens is the power here. There is no combat uh-huh. prowess. Like, she can send Angie or any of the other dolls around the, the front of the house to attack you if you don't find Angie in time. Otherwise, this is just simply walk around, find Angie, and defeat her to get your crystal and your flask piece. So you find, you get you get the, that final piece of, uh, you get, I think it's the legs you get this time. Uh, I'm trying to, I think, it's, I think it's you get the head first, the legs the torso uh, arms and then the torsos last i believe uh so it's one it's one of the i don't even remember it said i because re- that part really screwed me so i was like i really don't want to think about what i'm picking up right now i was like i'm yeah. just getting a banana juice let's just say it's just not like a, a banana flavored smoothie because i did not want to remember what it's i'm like trial what's by in here. energy drink yeah <laughs> i did not want to remember it's like bro this is kind of messed up like bro that's even for a resident evil game or in general any heart i'm like this is kind of messed up but yeah. uh you get back to the village and obviously you get another part of a key and you start opening up more of the village, more things to find, more uh, either weapons or or ammo or like just kind of cool things to like It's giving you unlock. a steady supply here. Yeah. It's giving you a good supply. Obviously there's certain like enemy waves that you have to deal through and you know stuff like that, but more more or less it's pretty much you're just going to the, the to the section you need to be at, fight this certain thing and then bosses, and then go back. But this part of the village is where it gets interesting, because we find an enemy you cannot defeat. And we're talking about the big, baddie, werewolf monster thing. Uh, This thing is giant. This thing is terrifying. This thing will not be defeated by regular means of any weapon. Even, like, sniper rifles don't do anything. This enemy is basically your... Wait till it's out of the air and out of your sight so you can walk to the next part. It's kind of terrifying, and it is, it's an enemy, it's pretty, it's pretty terrifying when there's an enemy you can't defeat, but the reward you get at the end is probably one of the best weapons in any, and probably all Resident Evil games is always the hand cannon revolver. Any hand cannon revolver in Resident Evil game will always be the top weapon. High damage, all that. And this would be a good time to take a quick break for a Nintendo Direct rumor. Come on, live. What? Uh-huh. What? What are you? What are you doing? Vampire people. It's. I can't. I, I can't understand you. <laughs> Vampire teeth? Wasn't I scary? I couldn't understand. The only thing that was scary was I couldn't understand what you were saying. Ah. Uh, well. Besides all that, uh, I I just thought we could do this week's Nintendo Direct rumor. What do you say? Mm, I hate rumors. Oh, you're, no, 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 I think you'll love this one. And it's even sponsored by Blast Wave's Halloween Tip of the Year. This year's this. Halloween Tip is for a spooky game called Dusk. They're not paying me enough for this. Uh, Blast Wave's Halloween Tip of the Year. Always bring two bags. So you can fill up one bag when you take it back to your parents. And you can bring an empty bag to the houses and they'll feel bad for you. So they'll put more candy in your bag. Uh, so full disclosure, Blastgrave, I have not played Dusk. I am quite terrified. Um, but I'm sure that will help players with, uh, I think level 15 is the one where the trick-or-treating happens. 
Um, but today's uh, Nintendo Direct rumor is for a, uh, a little game called Castlevania Dracula Beyond. Ooh, scary. What a horrible night for a curse! Dracula is back and stronger than ever before in a brand new 3D installment in the Castlevania franchise for the Switch. Experience a dark and twisted, but uh, I don't know if I can do this. Horror tale. They're not gonna pay us if we don't do this. Okay, okay. In future times, where Dracula returns anew through ancient magics studied by a cult dedicated to the Lord of the Vampires. Take a tech-based approach and fight Dracula's newest minions who've been infused with the future tech of the day as sci-fi creeps into the series. Kill or be killed with a variety of new weapons such as blasters, beam sabers, and more as you fight your way through the new castle industries facility where Dracula commands technological horrors from deep within. Devious tricks and traps stand in your way as you explore wide arenas and cramped hallways, solving puzzles and hacking your way through the maze that is Dracula's newest residence. Fight epic boss battles against his new cult friends who've used with machinery to make some of the series' most horrifying enemies to date. Gather unique abilities and ancient magics of your own to combat tech and return it to a primitive state of wood and steel as you reverse Dracula's grip on new humanity. Loot your way through special dungeons in the castle to further increase stats, weapons, and abilities, and engage in challenges that test your action game limit. Seamless gameplay weaves with a massively terrifying story that'll chill you to the very bone as the mystery of Dracula deepens with every question answered. There's so much in this game, we have to have our secrets. But the world is a lot bigger than we're letting on, and there just may be more than one major villain at play here. As the game evolves over time, multiplayer co-op is being planned. Oh, we can play together! And as well as special monster allies that can fight alongside your custom character. Take the future back from evil itself when Castlevania Dracula Beyond emerges from the depths of despair and onto the Nintendo Switch. No, I have a PhD in Badoofery, so I need to educate the masses here on why I think that this is a great idea. Um, co-op. Plain and simple. Mm, I was here for what we're getting paid for. Come on, you know you want to play some co-op. Shooter action with your boy Green Badoof. Shadow was my favorite game. Ooh, I, I like that one too. I like Shadow the Hedgehog. There is two player in that. If you plug in another controller. You can't really do anything, but it's there. Maybe I'll give it a look. When would this be out? Apparently. Uh, well, I'm assuming it's gonna show up at the next Nintendo Direct. Uh, we don't know when that's gonna be. Uh, it could be tomorrow. Just saying. Just saying. There is a state of play coming up. I uh, won't keep your hopes up with that. Actually, I think by the time this episode goes out, the state of play will have already happened. <laughs> well, at least we got paid today. Yep, we sure did. Finally get my Reese's White Chocolate Ghost. Ooh, can I have some? Uh, I'll eat them with my chocolate. And we're back with more village. Uh, so I had some white chocolates, uh, ghosts, and I don't know what happened to them. Oh, I, I can't imagine. Maybe one all of the, our cast of characters consumed them. 
well, I don't know what's going on, but that werewolf was a pretty evil bat. Uh, not evil guy. Well, he was evil, but that was a pretty tough boss battle. Kind of mini boss, so. Yeah, and we're getting these walls that kind of look like goo and, you know, creature mm. type walls. It's like sludge. Yeah, it's very sludge. Sl- it's a sludge. So the next king that we go fight is Moreau, who is at like a docks, and he is the. He's a more. He's like kind of like a sympathetic bad guy. Um, a yeah. misunderstood bad guy, I guess you could call him. And we're he's going. He's the unappreciated supposed freak of the group yeah um so his area is kind of interesting i did like how it was set up it's kind of like partially underground and like the you know the sludge is everywhere it's kind of like on the walls and 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 on the wood around the docks and everything and you meet up with him and you kind of like see him face to face and then he's trying to lock Ethan in. He's trying to kind of like trick him in this part. So he's locking Ethan in. So it's your job to escape all of the, you know, the, you know, stuff that's surrounding the area. Kind of like an algae or like a seaweed, but like, you know, villages version of it. And you get to the outdoor part. So that's not really a scary area, but you are face to face with Moreau, who's transformed into like a sea creature at this part. It's just like a menacing G style, like G from Resident Evil 2, like as a sea creature who is, you know, chasing you through this puzzle section almost. It's sort of like the fish battle in four. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like that. I'm telling you, this game was inspired by four in more ways than we sh- we we really expected. Yeah, more more ways than we expected, but also I think it went way more over the top than four did in, in mm. a lot of parts, especially oh, with action. Oh, for sure. If you think four is a little over the top, wait till you play eight. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where people complain about. I really enjoyed five, even though that one's over the top. I actually oh, I really five. enjoyed five. I think six was the only one that I think they just went too far. Well, six I think is just everyone agrees that six is just. Yeah, it's the worst one because it went a little too fast. Even five was a little crazy, but it was like, no, it's still like a good you know game. Like it's still fun. It's still scary. Yeah, and six had some good mercenaries, but yeah, but you know which one doesn't have the best mercenaries? <laughs> this one. <laughs> I don't know. Before I had a mercenaries mode. Oh yeah, four. I three had a mercenaries. So mode, I would if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I think. I think four would since it's part of the oldest one. I don't think yeah. that would be. The I mean, best I have played four mercenaries. I don't like it. But yeah. five and six, yeah. But anyway, you are going through this, you know, this dock area uh, with, mm-hmm. you know, Moreau chasing you. You have a few puzzles to solve, the bridge puzzles. And you have the, yeah, the bridge puzzles turning the, the water wheels on, I believe, they're water wheels. I think you have to drain the water in some way. Yeah, maybe, you drain the maybe? water yeah. so we can't kind of swim yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, drain the lake, it. yeah. It's a really uh, short so section, but it does yeah, a lot it's, with... You know what it it's it seems like it's long because it's very slow paced because you do have to go by like bridge timing and stuff. But if you really look at it, it's really quick. You kind of once you figure it out, it's really quick step. So then now you get to his boss fight. How would I put his boss? What type of enemy have I played that's like comparable to this? Well, to me, it just felt like a boss fight from Resident Evil Two Remake. That's what it felt like to me. This felt like the Resident Evil boss fight. Yeah, it's like how, like, in 5, you fight that, like, bat in, like, the caves, and it's like, it's kind of like that, where you're just kind of in a big area, and in, in kind of, like, your own little, like, don't, like, square, or, like, Thunderdome, and so you gotta, like, defeat this boss in this area, and it's chasing you, explosives, uh, weak points on it, you know, uh, explosives yeah. obviously do more damage, he has a range section where he, if he leaves the map, he'll start making the map, uh, the area raining with, like, acid, I think. Yeah, so, so there's little spots cover. you can hide under to, to combat yeah. that. 
take cover and then, but the thing is that the algae will regrow so then you now you have to take down the algae that was put back up that you took down earlier so now like you kind of have to remember what algae section is down because you don't want to waste your ammo too much yeah because the melee would take way longer than it would for the ammo it's one of those things that you got to remember where he's at and how the map is laid out so you understand like okay if i do this and this this area would be open for me to kind of walk around and it, it really just does feel like this is the re boss battle we're used to shoot the enemy yes shoot the head whenever the weak point pops mm-hmm. up whatever it comes out and you, you do that for a few is, rounds uh, it's like that one enemy also from five the one you have to use the flamethrower on it's kind of yes. like him as well i remember that one it's pretty early on uh that one. yeah i, I say mostly if you use explosives use the right timing because there's a lot of barrels too you can defeat him pretty easy uh feel very bad for him though like i said he is that, like I said, unappreciated guy that just still tries to do his best, and he will do his... They just don't appreciate him for, like... I mean, come on, he did kind of get, like, Ethan Winters in the kind of... Because he was a pretty tough battle at some point. I was like, oh, this guy's actually pretty tough. He just wants Miranda to appreciate him. He just wants to be seen... Like, it's an interesting thing when the villain is is sympathetic. In the way, like, like, yes, this guy's doing some horrible things, but he just wants his own family to appreciate yeah so which they it's kind of messed up and at the same time you're like ah bro (laughs) yeah uh so you defeat him and then you go to his like lair go so earlier you don't even so what's funny is that i think dimitrescu's uh dimitrescu is the only villain where you actually have to defeat them to get the body part and heisenberg but the other two you just get them from the get-go but the reason why you stay is because they kind of like trap you in there so that's why you kind of have to fight them not that you have to finally get the, the 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 jar but it's just that you have the jar but now you're trapped so now you have to figure a way out and then they're just yeah. kind of in the way and then i know we're gonna be like wow they're already like talking about this. i'm telling you once you beat the castle part this game goes very quick very even quick. like the heisenberg section is very quick once i say once you defeat the doll you're kind of almost like done yeah like, i mean i've done the speed run the under three hours i think i did it in under two and a half yeah, it's like this game is very, very quick. You're it's not going to spend a lot of time on these bosses. Yeah, because the castle is obviously a very big area, which they expanded a lot. There's obviously a lot, multiple rooms, but when it comes to like the, the dollhouse and the swamp, it's kind of like there's just kind of straight and narrow. Like you go straight one area and you're done. You don't really have to explore as much. Yeah, the factory is bigger, but it's more cramped, so it doesn't seem as mm-hmm. grand. I was going to bring up that I forgot, but there's parts where Chris does appear. Like yeah. Chris will appear throughout the game and basically telling Ethan, like, get out of here. Like, you don't know what you're doing. So Ethan, Ethan's still wanting answers. Like, you know, why did you do it? You know, you know, did you did you do this to Rose? Or, you know, why did you do that to Mia? All this just stuff. So, like, Chris is just still being, like, you're still trying to figure out, is Chris really being a bad guy? Or is he just trying to keep Ethan out of something he doesn't need to know or understand? Like, he shouldn't be a part of this. He's just, you know, like, don't be a part of this. This is going to not be good for you. Which, you know, we don't know till the very end. But, yeah, we see Chris... In this part of the section of the game, and then he kind of disappears because, uh, was it Moreau kind of just kind of sort of eats him, but like he just destroys the doctor on it and they kind of just separate for a while. And we get this part where Heisenberg is essentially just trying to make his play. So there's a little more depth to the character of Heisenberg than just, oh, I'm a loyal, you know, Mother Miranda villain. No, he seems mm-hmm. to have other designs for Ethan and for Rose and for Miranda herself. But before we can get to actually getting to Heisenberg's factory, we have what I think is probably the lowest point of the game for me personally, which is the Lycan Stronghold. 
it just mm-hmm. seemed like it was there to extend the length of the game, and the fight against Ur was nothing, like, crazy, wild, or anything like that. It was just a part that I guess you have to go through in, in, in Resident mm-hmm. Evil Village. That whole part is just like, yeah, there's a stronghold, there's lichens, there's a bunch of them, oh no bring me back into the good stuff bring me to heisenberg's factory which is i don't know i wouldn't say it's my favorite area of the game but it's my favorite plot point in the story it's my favorite you know story beat where you go in and it's kind of like this technological nightmare because as we've established Mm -hmm. heisenberg is a master of metal and ethan finds himself face to face with him and he kind of makes this offer like join mm. me and we can stop Miranda and obviously Ethan doesn't want to because the whole you know Rose thing because Heisenberg has designed two's Rose as well yeah it, it's is one of those things where Heisenberg is is that ultimate villain thing where an ultimate villain is they they believe what they're doing is for the better but it's not because all Heisenberg is doing is just being another mother Miranda he's just using Rose for his own selfish intentions and that he just wants to say oh yeah this defeat but he in true well i would 100 percent agree that he would have betrayed ethan without a doubt like it would have been never mind i'm not even stronger than this and that and i know blah 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 he was gonna actually still use rose for evil intentions and ethan was like no this is just my kid i just want my kid back that's all i want like i don't want any of this i don't care about your family's personal affair I just want my kid back and go home because, yeah. like, I at this point he at this point I'll spoil it. He thinks his wife is dead. Uh, yeah. He so hardly believes that I just lost my wife. I just want my daughter and go home. That's all I want. So Heisenberg obviously is like you know final offer. Like you know before he tells his like monster to shut up, he's telling him like you know final chance before yeah uh, you know I put you down with the monsters and then uh, Ethan Winter across his classic one liners is like. I'll take my chances, and then yeah. he throws them in there. Hear me out, though. It would have been great seeing them team up because it would have been a lot easier, I think, for both of them to defeat Miranda as opposed to just Ethan. But then, like, then we know Ethan can take on Heisenberg because he did. No, but the thing is that the whole point is that once Rose's powers are used, like, I think that's the point that she's the ultimate weapon. That yeah. Once they figure out how to use her, there's nothing that's going to be able to stop her. That's the problem. They, Like I said, that's... because Ethan doesn't care about the whole weapon. He just wants his daughter back. But they're also like, oh, we can control... Yeah, even Mother Miranda's like, if we can control this child's abilities, we can take over a lot of things. Like There's, no, there's going to be hardly anyone that's going to stop us. But it still would have been a cool team-up. I think that's just because I'm a fan of Heisenberg's character. He just yeah. seems like this cool bloodborne dude that got somehow lost in the Resident Evil <laughs> universe. He did. But uh, you fight Heisenberg's weird half-machine, half-zombie enemies. Like, propeller he's has He has a propeller head. Like, it's a helicopter piece, or like a plane piece. Yeah. And he, it's his head, and then he, like, walks around, and he obviously, like, obviously wants to chop you up. So every, everything here away. is reinforced. There are, uh-huh. you know, they've got mechanical weapons. They're, you know, cyborgs, basically. Cyborg lichens or zombies, you know whatever you want to call them. <laughs> you know what's super funny about this game? You can compare this game to Donkey Kong Country 3. You got the snowy part. <laughs> tech versus... Then you got the... Yeah. Then you got the tech part. Yeah. And then you got the swamp <laughs> level from 2. 
So it's like, you know what's so funny? He kind of compares it to Donkey Kong Country where you get the snow level from the first one, then you get the swampy level from the second one, then you get the tech level from the third one. So yeah. now, imagine if the music from 3 started playing in the background of this. You just sometimes, hear it. sometimes I was thinking about that while I was playing and hearing that, like, factory song. The There's yeah. a... Um, in the Metroid Dread, I believe, there's a, a song that sounds like one of those as well in, in one of the areas. Uh-huh. But a lot of the puzzles in Heisenberg's are different in that they revolve around you getting a uh, mold for a key and then ca- putting it into a cast to make the key. Yeah, a lot of it is just fighting and collecting what you need to have a, a, a metal mold cast and then put that certain piece in a certain area and then you you know progress further. The Duke is obviously still there. At this point, you've got, you've collected your secondary uh, pistol, which was the coal, and then you collected your secondary shotgun. I kind of re- I, I I wanted to see if the if the thirds were any better. Honestly, I'm telling you as advice: if you ever play this game, don't ever. At this point, you shouldn't be listening to this because obviously it's a spoiler episode. So, but if you still interested in playing this game and after spoilers, don't get the second. Don't I mean, don't get the third shotgun and pistol just stick with your secondaries yeah. stick, stick with the second shotgun They're and, the fine. Second Colt, and you can just upgrade though yeah because the colt honestly does weight has a better fire rate and the shotgun is it, it's, it's 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 fine there's no that shotgun's a little bit better because instead of it being like a slug like you have to put them in it's a whole clip but yeah uh, nah it, it's not worth the amount of money and i say just as a general thing you're probably going to play this game more than once just play it on uh-huh. easy upgrade your stake and then go to village of shadows and <laughs> and wreck it with infinite ammo stake which is the magnum <laughs> yeah that's the only way to do it after you beat it once in my opinion is to use the infinite ammo stake but yeah we're fighting our way through heisenberg's area it's a lot of those sections that remind me kind of like one part towards the end of three remake where you're going around little areas you can't jump over anything so you have to find a way to get through areas where mm-hmm. two or three enemies might be coming at you from different directions and you've got to sneak past them or be forced to you know destroy the mechanical enemies and we get some sections with elevators where we can return and like we can find some stuff like we can find the last little um you know, the little house marble mazes that they have in there. I actually didn't get um, Heisenberg's my first playthrough. But then we get to a point where we're back with Chris. Once you kind of find all the mold casts and, you know, you're kind of, you're progressing uh, this whole factory. You're finding bigger, badder, built, armor-plated enemies. Uh, obviously, you can summon them. There's this one part where the jetpack guys all... Oh, I hated that part. The those were that was like the cheap shot of that section of the game where like these guys can jetpack any section and so they have this like ability to go fast like forward. Is that really the part where you have and, to like, shoot you know, the fan things? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's like it's like, yeah, it's like it's like in there like the things in like they cover their weak spots. So like I said, that's the only time where it feels like a, like oh this is like a like a cheap shot area, but this is where in the section of the game I would be mindful of your ammo because for some reason in this part of the game I was running very low on ammo. And it's because a lot of the mechanical, happy. like the big dudes, the sol- the soldier yeah, they dudes, take they take a lot of hits if you don't hit them in like the weak spot every time. You fight Heisenberg's kind of monster thing, that propeller, like helicopter, I guess it had like helicopter head thing, uh, and... He is pretty easy. He is a little difficult. Kind but of a cramped kind of figure, fight. He's kind of like a... It's like a, it's like a bullfight where you yeah. kind of just like... You kind of like tease him and then he'll charge at you and then you just kind of move out of the way and then start like shooting him once he's like down. Yeah. He did uh, eat a lot of ammo. 
I will say that. Even yeah, on he, normal. he does the whole, like, spitting fire. Like, his some part, like, his, his like, piece catches on fire and then he can spit fire. But, yeah, he he's pretty easy. And then you end up going, like, I think you find Heisenberg and there's this whole thing. But then he throws you, like, down below. Uh, like, way, like, all the way to, like, that's when you meet Chris. And then Chris is on, actually right below the factory. And this is where Chris basically explains what's going on. So what's yeah. going on... This is where Chris finally says, look, Mia that you had that night at dinner was not Mia. Turns out that Mia was actually Mother Miranda disguising herself as Mia. So they the got word of that. So they, yeah. So their Chris's mission was not to execute Mia and then like take, you know, Ethan and, and Rose away. It was actually to per, to save and rescue Ethan and Rose because they didn't know, and to to basically uh, get rid of Mother Miranda, like get like get her out of the picture. But they didn't really, I guess, check, and so she kind of survived. So that's where the, he's he's upset because like I should like it should have been done right then and there. Like should like I should have made sure that she didn't survive. So he he's very upset. So the Chris is planting explosives under the village. He's like, this village is gonna blow up. We're gonna blow everything up. We're gonna take her out. And then he's like, you know, you got your final uh, piece for for Rose. Like he has all the pieces. So, oh, you had to have all the pieces in general to get in here. In the so there's a part where Heisenberg just gets. So let's just say Heisenberg gave you the piece just without even trying. It's like when you did the 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 the, the wave part. Like I said, he just gives it to you. So you already have all four pieces for Rose. And he, basically, Chris is like, now basically go defeat Heisenberg. He's waiting for you. And this is where it's part of the most over the top it's thing absolutely I've seen 100% ever. my favorite but boss fight in the series it's probably one of the best boss fights i think in, in games in general yeah mechanically <laughs> it's good but just the the circumstances of this you yeah. you go so, in what's essentially a modified like tank, tank. <laughs> rover like machine gun rocket launching like yeah it's a, a tank with a, it's very open tank but then heisberg's in this may like weird gundam metally part like robot like you know it's like it's really it's weird just but basically a have this thing made out of machines like a monstrosity yeah. like and you're just what like what is this it's amazing <laughs> Yeah, it's basically a full-on robo battle between Heisenberg and Ethan Winters, and they're fighting. They're you know you got your machine gun, and you're just like going at it, and you know you're shooting his weak spots, and there's this whole battle, and Heisenberg having all this metal stuff flying in the air, and like the whole tornado because he, he can control metal, and eventually Ethan gets the better hand, and he ends up defeating Heisenberg. Yeah, he is, outside you know, he, of the he, bot he, too, he just does it on foot. Yeah, like the man is Superman. <laughs> This man is super, and this is where it finally shows Mother Miranda, mm-hmm. and she is like, not a oh, oh wait, 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 but just we can't like, forget about oh, the best line. Oh. My metal army. <laughs> yeah, because Heisenberg has a really that, cool voice. The way he talks, I, I yeah. like how he talks. <laughs> I can't pinpoint what he's trying to sound because it sounds like he's like trying to be like a southern accent. Like, uh, was it the Jack from the from the seventh game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack Baker. So it says, I don't know what he's like. It sounds, but like he's from Europe. But I like, I really don't know what it is, but he has a very interesting act. So, like, Heisenberg yeah. is one of the most interesting. I did, I did in, appreciate in him anymore. being like not the mastermind like Miranda, but I always uh-huh. view him as like he was like the general villain here. He was like the 
I would consider him the main villain, whereas Miranda was, was like the, the one behind the curtain. He was the, the strongest. Uh, how would I put this? Out of like what, what, what we know, those like that that gimmick and anime is like they're the they're the furious eight. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're the fierce eight, and he's the strongest out of all of them. So that's basically what Heisenberg. He was the yeah. strongest out of all four of them. He, he seemed even like the Darth the Vader to Miranda's Palpatine. Yeah, it's like it's just how the Duke says that Heisenberg is that he's very dangerous. So he's like, be careful. Like Winter's like this. This one's dangerous. Like he's the strongest out of all of them. Yeah. But his boss battle, yeah, I'm never gonna forget that boss. Good stuff. Battle. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so yeah, Miranda um, comes and basically kills Ethan. Game over. Mm. We're done. No. <laughs> uh, so. What happens is that Miranda kind of explains a lot of things like what Rose is and basically like trying to tell Ethan what he is, but he's not getting it and he's not at all understanding. And then out of nowhere, Mother Miranda just goes up like he's just like Ethan's like, I don't care. Just like give me my daughter back. And she's like, no, this and she goes up and straight up sub zeros him and like or like Kano's him and like sticks her hand in his chest and pulls out his heart. And just, like, crushes it in front of him. And then Ethan's just, like, he passes out. Supposedly, you're thinking, oh, this man just died. Like, he literally had his heart ripped out. You see his heart get ripped out of his chest. Kano style. And just, like, you know, crush in front of you. And you're you're like, oh, this is... Because then out of nowhere, now you're playing as Chris Redfield. Now this is, like, Resident... This is the true Resident Evil, like, 8. Now you're playing as, like, a, a character you played since the first one. Yep. You could call this Battlefield, and it wouldn't be any different. Oh, man. <laughs> Chris, Chris's part, honestly, I was so happy the amount of ammo and weapons and, of, like, the amount of, like, equipment he had. Because, oh, that's such we an gotta easy part. We gotta be honest. This wasn't Resident Evil. This was a, this was a war shooter. <laughs> there was no mercy for the enemies in this part. It was infinite ammo oh, bro, almost. It was so easy, <laughs> it was, bro. It like, was a nice you break. You mowed down the enemies. Yeah. You mowed. But honestly, even like the big like guys, like the hammer guy, bro, like even he was still kind of tough as like Chris, like Redfield. You get yeah. this like orbital cannon <laughs> that you can call. Like you let it charge and get like an orbital cannon to like shoot. So basically, Mother Randa now has the weird like you know you haven't played seven but you know in seven like when there's like a kind of like a tree like bark like black like like gunk like kind of that's kind of yeah, what's happening here it's like this weird like tr- yeah like this tree thing like the mold and it's like growing and so it's just like they got it so now they're thinking they basically been confirmed that oh ethan's dead like the race talking like bro ethan's kind of like he's dead so now what? the mission is yeah it's like mission now is just to save rose and defeat mother miranda and that's chris's mission now because like he failed to save ethan but now he's just gonna save rose and get out of there yeah and then he goes to rose's uh actually now this is interesting didn't all right so remember the fish guy right he had that weird like thing in a jar yeah didn't the duke have it uh, he had it right? after you defeat him, right? He's like poking at it, right? He's like, be like, he's because obviously he's a collector. He likes collecting. Yeah. He's poking at it, right? Like he. Had but then now it's in Mother Miranda's Moreau. office. Uh huh. Maybe there was multiple so ones. Th- like maybe it's some sort of like creature that they used. Because you remember Moreau was the one that did like most of the experiments mm-hmm. for Miranda. I uh, I think my I have either two theories. Obviously, either there are multiple or. The Duke traded that to Mother Miranda because he does trade with him. But obviously, it's like maybe he traded it with Mother Miranda for something to save. Maybe because spoiler, Ethan's not really dead. So once you're once you're Chris Redfield 
and you're in Mother Miranda's like like hideout, and you're looking at all her paperwork, and you find out who she is, who her daughter was, and just like this whole thing. Oh, and Turns we get out, some really so, cool connections yeah. to Spencer, so we know, yeah, yeah, like we know how this kind of ties in with the original, you know, series of Resident Evil games. We kind yeah. of have a, a connection there. This part, like even at this, this all connects, but. This part is where we find out that Mia is actually still alive. That Mother Miranda never killed her. She just kept her uh, captive in her in her hideout. Yeah. So then, turns out now, you know, Christmas not only to save Rose, but now he has to save Mia because now he has Mia. Um, so then, Chris basically confirms like, all right, we know where Rose is at. We got to go get her. And then it cuts to black. And next, thing you know, you see Ethan. He's waking up, and like some, it's like Death Strand. He's waking up on a beach or something. It's like. He's on the beach, and the I forget the little girl from Seven, but she's there talking to him. Yeah, and she's he's on the beach from like, oh, Death Stranding. Yeah. That's, a, that's that's a good way of putting he's, it. He's like, she's like, you're dead, and he was like, like yeah, like I just got killed. Like no, like you've been dead. Did she basically say some like this in the North Star, like you already dead. Like Dude, I was actually you know gonna bring I mean? that up. Yeah, oh, it's like she really said. She basically said it because they're like, you're already dead, basically. And I called it. I said, he has to be infected with the with the mole virus. Or the, yeah, the mole virus. Yeah. So He's just a colony. He's been dead the whole time. He's just a colony. Yeah. What happened is that that day in Louisiana, when Jack stomps on Ethan's head, he actually died right then and there. But he was infected with the virus, which kept him alive. That's why... Even in the seventh game, when you see his hand get chopped off, or you see Jack chop off his foot, and he just reattaches it. Or in this game, where Dimitrescu just slashes his hand right off, and he just attaches it like nothing happened. And I honestly think, if you look at his left hand, I can generally tell you that I think it's actually growing back. I think, like, I think you can actually feel like there's some progress of it actually, like, trying to, like, come back to what it used to be. Now, this doesn't explain the shirt, which I chalk up to plain old good old fashioned magic. Magic is so that's some Capcom magic right yeah, there. But some Bioware magic. Basically, it's something that I I theorized since the seventh game, and it's basically like, oh, I got basic confirmation that yeah, what I theor about, what I had a theory about is true that this guy Ethan Winters was infected with the virus. Why? Which also explains why Mother Miranda is so interested in his daughter because technically she's a hybrid of a human animal. Like she's both in one. Yeah. Because I think Mia was only just infected like mentally, just by just by in someone, but she was never like a mole. Like she she was never in that in that state. Like Ethan's a full on like he's he's infected with the virus. So yeah. Ethan is still alive because then out of nowhere Ethan wakes up and he's with the Duke. So it's either. Now, my theory is that either his heart, like I said, either he can regenerate super quick or, like I said, maybe the Duke made a deal with Miranda for a heart and he just stuck it into Ethan. Or like, he well, just doesn't a need shot. a heart, maybe. Or he maybe, yeah, say either he just doesn't need a heart. Either way, the Duke he's is alive. a boss. <laughs> yeah. The man's driving the him Duke to his destination. The Duke is the homie. Yeah, he is the homie. Yeah. <laughs> he's the homie. Also, in this game, you, uh, we forgot to mention this, but early on in the game, you can find uh, animal meat, and then the Duke will cook you permanent upgrades, like health, you know, uh, health increase or like uh, reduced damage to a certain. We- you know, I forgot to mention yeah. it, but yeah, there's parts where uh, there's the a Duke lot of good stuff there. Craft food for you, yeah. 
it's a, a crafting. It's sort of like the steroids in the seventh game, where in the seventh game you can collect like things to help your uh, your uh, stamina and your health. Yeah. It's kind of like that now. So now we kind of get our confrontation. Yeah, Duke basically says like Ethan wants you to basically get out these doors. You can never go back to your old life. And he's like, "You're ready." And then Ethan's like, "He's like ready." He's like, "I'm ready regardless if I am or not." He's like, he has to be. He's like, no matter what it is, like it ends here today. So then you gear up. Buy all the ammo, buy all the health you can, you gear up, get your weapons, and this is the big, like, boss battle. As far as Resident Evil games go, it's a pretty good boss fight. It is a lot of pattern memorization, I will say. It is a Mm. very long fight. It is a very, you know, a a fight you need to Mm -hmm. be patient, but also very cautious with. Um, I did not like it as much as the Heisenberg fight, and, you know, it Mm -hmm. it was fine. (laughs) It's one of those things where Resident Evil... Eight is way easier than anything else. I've only died a total of five times, and three of those times were in this final boss fight, and two other times were just in the in the in the swamp part because I just fell off the bridge. The bridge. Like, I didn't just have enough time. <laughs> yeah, that's thing. I've only died a total of five times in this game, and like I said, the final three were just in this final boss part. I did not die at all for the longest. Yeah, so it, it is a long fight. It's a long fight, but Mother Miranda is pretty predictable once you kind of figure out how the pattern is. Like once you like, I I, I don't know if you if you do it your first try, that's very like I applaud you. That's yeah. you know, great skills in that. But it took me like the third try. And then it, but at the same time, it's like I had to buy more health because I only had one healing, which is like I would say get into the boss fight with at least three yeah like, heals that's a on you. Sound advice, or just do what yeah. I've been doing every time I play the game and going with the infinite stake. I'm telling you guys, the infinite stake. <laughs> hey, that's what, yeah, it'll work with that. But yeah, but you, you you fight. So Rose is so before the fight happens, Rose is actually put back together by Mother Miranda. So Rose is still like then you see Rose like yeah, as like you know as a like as a baby you know like still intact and she's fine. But she keeps trying to call her by her by Mother Miranda's daughter's name because Mother Miranda's a terrible mother. Um, and Ethan's like, no, you don't deserve another child. Like, you, like you messed up your child. Like, you're not going to do this to mine. So that's where the whole fight begins. And then the whole fight begins, and then Mother Miranda's defeated. But Ethan is slowly deteriorating. Like, he's figuring, like, obviously, once he figured out he was a mole, like, you can see that he's not really recovering from it. And, like, I feel like once, like, sort of because Mother Miranda's tied to the whole mole virus, and, like, because obviously, like, that's where it all starts. So, like, he's kind of, like, fighting off, like, trying to not, you know, not make it, but at some point when Chris finds him and, you know, Chris is trying to help him and they're trying to escape, Ethan just knows that there's no way he's going to recover from because his hand is already falling off. Like, he's deteriorating. Like, how, like, the bosses deteriorate in this game, yeah. how they turn into, like, crystal or, like, flakes. Like, they turn into, like, a white, flaky, like, like dust. That's basically what's happening to Ethan at the moment, and he sees that. And he so what he does, he takes off his jacket, his ethan's iconic green jacket that i know I think he it's had like for aiden pierce's games. iconic hat yeah he gives it to he wraps his daughter in it gives the baby gives little baby rose to uh chris and daisy tells him tell he, he i think chris tells me he tells him that mia's safe he basically tells uh mia to like you know like tell her you know like keep her safe and like goodbye basically and so chris as as a real one took the warden for Ethan, he did a, he did one last uh, you know solid for his homeboy, and I'm telling you, Ethan went out like a real one. He he took that detonator and he basically told Chris like get out of here. He was basically like I'm going out as a real one right now. And a blaze and of then, glory. Oh, like he, he, Chris is on the in the helicopter, and then Mia's just being very just like 
you know, like, where's Ethan and this and that, and then Chris is not telling her, but because he doesn't want, because, like, it will be so hard, but then once, because obviously if he thinks that, and I can suspect that if he tries to tell her what's going on, she's going to try to run and get him, but it's like, yeah. that's going to be too late, because he's going to detonate regardless of if she's going to be there or not, so it's like, better not tell her and let her be confused, and just, like, once it happens, just kind of, like, because, so what happens that they're flying away, it happens, Ethan detonates the bomb, and basically goes out like a real one, saving the whole... Not whole village, but destroying the, the village. The whole then, world. Yeah. Basically saving the whole world in essence, because then Mother Miranda would have tried to take over the world. But he goes out like a real one. Uh, and then Chris basically tells me what happened. Like, you know, like he couldn't save him. And that he, you know, that basically like he sacrificed, you know, to save everyone, including basically at the end of the day, Ethan's mission was a success because his daughter ended up still being saved and got out there alive and all in one piece. Hey. Hear me out. This whole game sounds like a storybook called Village of Shadows. Like, it almost had the <laughs> same exact plot as Village of Shadows. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, Village if you really Shadows. think about it. Uh, that's what I say, like, and then it's like, it has a, 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 a jump, a time skip. Yeah. And it's Rose, grown up, I believe she, it looks like she either might be in high school Probably like high school. I don't know because I, I can't really recall. Like, Either how, way, like, they're worried like, about setting her off because yeah, they probably have an inkling she of how was, powerful yeah. she can be. She she kind of teases because, in the sense of like, she just wants to live a normal life. She goes and visits her dad's grave. Like she's on the bus and she's talking and there's people talking and she gets off and then she visits her like. So basically, they tell her like, you know, your dad was like he was a hero. Like he sacrificed to save you. And she's wearing his jacket and she's like, you know, like it's his birthday. And it's like, you know, she's in this and that. And then here comes, I guess I don't know what Chris's team is called, but then here here they come and they're like, oh, we have her in this and that. And she's just like annoyed because like, oh, like, you know, just like, just leave me alone. Like, not that they like stalk her, but in the sense like they take care of her, but they obviously don't want her to go on her own because they feel like people will start to recognize her, like her powers because uh, the guy tries to jokingly call her by the, uh, one of Miranda's daughters. Yeah. And she's like, don't you dare ever call me that. It's kind of like, it's not even a joking. Like, don't you ever call me that. And the dude's trying to be like, oh, it was a joke. It's like, no, don't, don't call me that. Because she was like, I'll do things to you that even Chris doesn't know I have like the abilities to do. So it, it, it kind of says she has abilities that they don't even know that she like can even do. Like, she knows she can do them, but they don't even know she can do them. So at this point, we don't even know. That's, we, we don't know what she can do. We can have like ideas and like theories on what she can do but more or less it leaves on like a, a weird note where it's like is the next game gonna take place with rose being yeah. the main protagonist are we gonna play as rose like in older the next... chris yeah yeah older chris redfield like in his what 60s or something maybe and then like they gotta bring rose? back because he's like they could and i don't know what have i'm letting you know how does six end because does leon survive no in six idea. or what happens i gave up on six like after i like i, <laughs> after, I don't like, know four levels, leon, i'm bro. like no I don't know. So I'm saying I never know what I never knew what happened to Leon, bro. Uh, bro. So I'm just like confused. On, but basically, that's how Village ends. It's Ethan ends up sacrificing his life. Rose is saved. She ends up growing up. She's part of the the Chris's team and this sort of this whole thing. Mia is also alive. So it's one of those things where it ends with the game saying that the father's. Well, it, it does kind of tease that you will get to play as Rose because it does say the father's story has ended here. And it's like thank you for playing Resident Evil Village. All wrapped up with a a little bow with a little tease of what's to come. So that's 
a pretty great game as far as as I'm concerned. Like, I remember I was initially, like, not going to play it after being kind of lukewarm on the demo, but then I'm like, forget it, I'll buy this, and I ended up really liking this overall. I will say, gameplay-wise, this is an 8. It's still a little kind of funky in some, like, parts of the like, the controls. It, like, it like definitely turning, does not but... top 2 and 3 remake in the gameplay department. Yeah, yeah, it is not like that type of classic, like, we got to know about Resident Evil the controls, like how they kind of perfected it with two and three remakes, but it's getting closer where the first person will just, if like I say they do a third one, they'll figure it out because it'll be just as good as those type of remakes. But gameplay wise, I honestly give it an eight, like weapons, the loadout upgrades, everything about it was honestly enjoyable through, through and through without, you know, but story wise and like, and that includes like this because obviously Resident Evil games is a horror game. Scary wise, I would I would lower it. I think seven's a little higher because seven was a little bit more. That whole like I said that whole gimmick of not having a lot of ammo and these enemies are very tough to defeat. So then you feel very vulnerable with these enemies. Like I said, I didn't feel like vulnerable. I feel like oh yeah, I can take these guys on. The only times I really felt vulnerable was the big guys and then the werewolf thing because obviously you can only kill them with the revolver. So it's just like a couple times, but. As a whole story between seven and eight, it connects pretty well. I like, you know, Heisenberg's a good. Uh, Lady Dimitrescu and Heisenberg are probably the best out of the out of the. Bosses, yeah, they're the ones that have the most time to breathe in the biggest areas, whereas Donna and Moreau feel like not filler like Ur felt like at the Lycan base, yeah. but like they are smaller sections of the game because they're, they're yeah. the mechanics of their area should not be drawn out past, you know, like you can only do a, a, a small section where everything's being destroyed or a small section that's going to take away your weapons in a game where, you know, defeating enemies is a bigger part of it than any other game in the series before it. So um, those yeah, parts I, I feel like had to be shorter, but the, the, the castle is your giant grandiose area. Whereas the factory wizard giant more enclosed area, like a sewer mm-hmm. section. And thank God there was none of that in this game. I'm so sick of sewer mm-hmm. sections. Those are like the lowest points of two and three remakes. So um, we did have yeah. a low point here with that lichen base. But every area in this is very distinct and memorable for one way or another. Yeah, so final rating on Village. I, within gameplay and story, I give it, I would give it an uh, like, how would I say? I don't, I part. It's like in between, like a seven point five to an eight. I give it it's an like, eight to an eight point five. Yeah, yeah. It's like it kept my interest in like when when like I have a certain rating system. When it's like ten to nine, it's like I would recommend highly. Eight to seven is like oh, it kept your like it'll keep you in it. Like it depends on how you like maybe you want to. Be. Seven seven to like. Oh, no, so like six is kind of like eh, kind of like six to five is kind of like like eh, it kind of has its high points and low points, but it's still like if you if you can get past its low, low points, it's fine. But then anything lower than that, pretty so I would give it like a seven point five to an eight, where it's like it kept me interested throughout the. Game. I'd have given it a ten if the mercenaries mode was better. Mm-hmm. I don't like this whole like divide it up into different levels and have to keep the. Com- it's like no no no, or, just make it like six. <laughs> let's let's just say it like this. Lady Dimitres, 20 out of 10. Everything else, probably like a 7 out of 10. They should have a whole game that's just Heisenberg-style fights. And they should do that, that instead of so... reverse. They should do that instead of reverse. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, I pretty, I pretty much think we got all the way through Resident Evil Village. I think yeah. that should like wrap up the whole game. We did delve, do a deep dive into the plot and some thoughts on there. And, uh, yeah. 
it's a good Halloween game. It's nice to have a game that's not just trying to spook you the whole time with jump scares, but actually just kind of embrace its unique uh, mm-hmm. madness. And I really think that Resident Evil Village did a good job of being a AAA game in 2021 that was fun to play and had a lot of heart to it. So I'd say we've done an episode. That should wrap up a Village episode. All right, guys. As always, we want to thank you so much for listening. You can follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map and listen to us on Apple Podcasts where you can rate and review, download an episode, subscribe and listen to us wherever you go. You can also hear us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. And all those links will always be on our Twitter at Markers on the Map. So we'll go ahead and pass it back over to the man of the hour, the gamekeeper. <sighs> I guess it just goes to show you, kitties. Ethan's a real family man. Capcom's no stranger to this. Wink, wink. He stayed together, literally, and slays forever, as we've seen from his victory over so many horrors and subsequent sacrifice to save his wife and daughter. Village is a nice addition to the series, blending puzzles, action, and silliness in a way I'd like to see the franchise build off of. After all, what good is a game without a little fun? And look, no card mechanics! (laughs) Where will survival horror go from here? Maybe a remake of Resident Evil 4? Guess we'll have to wait and see. So there is not much left to say, kitties. Except for what we always say, and that is that the real... (laughs) Jack? Welcome to the family, son.